Good evening. Welcome to the Dylan Farley Podcast, episode four, on April twelfth, twenty twenty one. We are going to get started with a big headline that was this evening. This article was published on NFL.com at four twenty two p.m. Um, three-time Super Bowl champion, um, and he was a Super Bowl MVP. Julian Edelman, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, has retired following his release from the Patriots. Um, he tweeted a video announcing his retirement, essentially, with the caption, Foxborough forever. Um, Coach Bill Belichick reacted to this and said, quote, by any measure of what constitutes an elite NFL career, wins, championship, production, Julian has it all. Few players can match Julian's achievements, period. But considering his professional trajectory and longevity, the group is even more select. It is historic. This is a tribute to his legendary competitiveness, mental and physical toughness, and will to excel. Day in and day out, Julian was always the same, all out. Then, in the biggest games and moments with championships at stake, he reached even greater heights and delivered some of his best, most thrilling performances. For all Julia did for our team, what I may appreciate the most is he was the quintessential throwback player. He could and did do everything. Catch, run, throw, block, return, cover, and tackle. All with an edge and attitude that would not allow him to fail under any circumstance. Julian Edelman is the ultimate competitor, and it was a privilege to coach him. End quote. Again, that was the Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick, in a statement. Um, but yeah, so a great, successful career there for Julian Edelman. Um, now we're going to go into the NHL trade deadline, which was today at 3 p.m. Eastern. And this was the first year where I was home to watch the trade deadline. I got up at about 10 a.m. this morning. I turned on the TV and I watched Trade Center on TSN, on TSN until noon when I switched to Sportsnet when their coverage of it started. And... I was very disappointed today. There's always huge deals made on trade deadline day. And today there was one and it came right at the end. It was so boring. I mean, like last year, for example, I'm at school and I checked my phone at the end of the day and there's a notification saying Robin Leonard traded to Vegas. Like that's just one of the big trades there was last year. And every year there's huge trades on trade deadline day and there wasn't any this year. I mean, there was... A couple decent trades last night, but nothing on trade deadline day. The first year I could actually watch it, stay home and watch it, and nothing happened. But we discussed the trades that happened up until our episode last night, and we are going to go from where we left off. So the last trade we heard was David Riddick to Toronto, and I gave my thoughts on that. Just after that, the Boston Bruins acquired defenseman Mike Riley from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a third-round pick in 2022. A third-round pick for this guy is a bit excess, I think. He hasn't played in every game Ottawa's played this year. He has been a healthy scratch multiple times. Um, he is fairly young, but and Boston does need defense, but I think a third-round pick was a bit excess. And we also talked about the Winnipeg Jets offering the Ottawa Senators a third-round pick to get Braden Coburn, and Ottawa turned that down. And I said, what was Ottawa thinking? But I think that might have been a false report that I heard because 
the Ottawa Senators ended up only giving up a seventh. Or they only ended up getting a seventh for Braden Coburn. Which, honestly, that is not... I mean, that's what Braden Coburn's worth. But that's definitely not what Ottawa was hoping to get for him. Especially if they did get a third offer from Winnipeg. But I don't think that report was true. Um, after that, the Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Jeff Carter from the Los Angeles Kings. He started his career in Philadelphia, went to Columbus for a couple seasons, and then was traded to Los Angeles at the trade deadline in 2012. The year LA went on to win their first of two Stanley Cups in three years. Um, Carter was dealt to the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for a conditional third-round pick in 2022 and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2023. The conditions of those picks were not said in a st- in the statements by those two teams um and then our in our last trade we had last night between the boston bruins and the buffalo sabers the buffalo sabers acquired from boston anders bjork and a second round pick in this coming draft for curtis lazar a depth centerman who has doing been doing decent in buffalo when you're doing decent in buffalo you must be good and taylor hall so taylor hall went to the Boston Bruins for essentially a second-round pick, and then Anders Bjork, which they also got Curtis Lazar. So it was like Lazar for Bjork, so really you're just getting a second-round pick for Taylor Hall. And that's even less than what Buffalo or what like insiders were saying Buffalo would get if teams were trading for the two-goal Taylor Hall. Um, That was a big trade. And it looked like Boston underpaid it. There were definitely... I'm surprised there weren't teams that would have given up more for that. Although, that is a big salary to take in $8 million, especially if it's going to a contending team. They're not going to have tons and tons of cap space. Um, that did it for last night. Today, trade deadline day. We started off the trade a one-for-one trade between the Vancouver Canucks and the Chicago Blackhawks. Vancouver acquired cinnamon Matthew Highmore. The Chicago Blackhawks acquired cinnamon Adam Godet, and I think Godet's a lot better than Highmore. But it just fit both teams' needs, and that's what they needed, so they just hit a one-for-one deal. The Edmonton Oilers picked up Dmitry Kulikov, defenseman from the New Jersey Devils, for conditional fourth-round pick. The Tampa Bay Lightning received... Defenseman Frederick Clayson from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for goaltending prospect Magnus Krona. If you are an Ottawa Senators fans, a fan, you may remember the name Frederick Clayson from a few years ago. Um, then there was a three-team trade between Vegas, Chicago, and San Jose. Vegas received Matthias Janmark and a fifth-round pick in 2022. Chicago received a second and a third from Vegas. And San Jose received a fifth from Vegas to retain part of Yanmark's salary. Um, then there was another trade involving Chicago. Their third one of the day. They gave they got Josh Dickinson and Ryder Rolston, two AHL players from Cal- from Colorado, in exchange for pending free agent centerman Carl Soderberg, who did play in Colorado before he went to Chicago. So. He has some experience there, some decent, a decent depth centerman for Colorado to have. Then, for anybody who lives in Kingston, 
You may remember the name Sam Bennett on the Kingston Frontenacs. He was drafted by the Calgary Flames, and he was traded to the Florida Panthers today along with a sixth-round pick for a second-round pick and Emil Heineman, an AHL player who could be a prospect and play in the NHL one day. Like, that is essentially what Florida gave up to get Sam Bennett, pretty much what Boston gave up to get Taylor Hall. Are you telling me Taylor Hall and Sam Bennett are worth the same? I mean, Bennett will be good in Florida. He's an inconsistent player, but when he's not playing in Calgary, when he's playing on a good team, he's going to be good. And I'm excited to see what he can do there. Um, After the Montreal Canadiens placed Victor Mete on waivers this morning, he was claimed by the Ottawa Senators. Um, That was after they acquired John Merrill yesterday, and they made another defensive acquisition. Um... Eric Gustafson, defensive from the Philadelphia Flyers, all they had to give up for that was a 7th round pick next year. I mean, that is an amazing deal for Montreal. I definitely would have done that, even though his salary is more than what he's been performing this year. He has not done good in Philly, but he's been good before this year in Chicago, and he went to Calgary at the deadline last year. Um, The Toronto Maple Leafs then made a deal with the Anaheim Ducks to get defenseman Ben Hutton. And the Ducks got a fifth-round pick. Then the Toronto Maple Leafs made a one-for-one deal with the San Jose Sharks. They sent Alexander Barabanov to San Jose and acquired Antti Suomela, who has been in the NHL with, with San Jose this year. He will likely not be on the roster in Toronto. He'd be lucky to be on that taxi squad. The Nashville Predators then received Eric Goodbranson from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a seventh-round pick. That's some decent toughness. Nashville, we thought, would be a team trying to sell some guys like Forsberg, Ellis, Ekholm, but no, they ended up actually getting somebody at the end of the day. Um, Michael Raffle was sent to Washington from Philly. The Flyers got a fifth-round pick back for him. Vancouver sent defenseman Jordy Ben, the brother of Dallas's Jamie Ben, to Winnipeg for a sixth-round pick. Um, the Vancouver Canucks acquired Madison Bowie and a fifth-round pick from Chicago for a fourth. The Anaheim Ducks acquired defensive prospect Hayden Flurry from Carolina for a sixth-round pick and Yanni Hakampa, another defenseman who is right-handed instead of left, which the Carolina Hurricanes need as a right-handed defenseman. And then finally, the big trade that didn't leave me fully disappointed with today, the Detroit Red Wings received from Washington Jakob Verana, Richard Ponick, a first and a second for Anthony Mantha. And did they ever overpay to get Mantha? They gave up Verana, who is a 20-goal scorer and will be good in Detroit. Richard Ponick, who hasn't been the worst guy to have in your bottom six. A first-round pick and a second-round pick. Now, sure, it's a first-round pick and a crap draft this year, but it's still a first-round pick. Like... I've heard people saying Verona is better than Mantha. Like, it should have been Detroit giving up draft picks to get Verona along with Mantha, not vice versa. And not only... What my opinion was, was I think Mantha is a better player than Verona. Verona's performed better because he's been... Well, actually, Mantha's performed better than Verona has in his career overall. And he's been on Detroit. Verona's been in Washington. And he's won a Stanley Cup there. So... Maybe that Stanley Cup actually did influence something with that. But I thought Verona in a second would suffice plenty to get Anthony Mantha. So that's all for this year's trade deadline. Um, Going back to the Taylor Hall story, we are going to hear what he said on Sportsnet during 
their Trade Center show about getting traded to the Boston Bruins. Take a listen. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to I'd love to be a Bruin for a few years. Um, it's obviously been a it's been a bad year for me personally, and um, I, I need to I need to play well. I need to um, I need to contribute, and and most of all, I want to be a part of a team that wins games, and um, I really believe that we can do that here, and uh, that's just my main goal. I think it's. There's been a lot of a lot of distractions this year, a lot of things that really haven't gone well. And confidence-wise, the team here in Buffalo just just never got off to the right foot. Um, so uh, I think the best way to get confidence is to be a part of a winning team and, and to make yourself um, part of the bigger solution, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing. So that was what Taylor Hall said on Trade Center after being asked what his future plans were with the Bruins and what his thoughts were on the trade. Um, so that wraps up the NHL trade deadline this year. Now we just get to watch the playoff race, see who ends up winning the Stanley Cup in July. So with that, we are going to go to our deep thoughts of the day with Jack Andy. robbing a bank and your pants suddenly fall down, I think it's okay to laugh and to let the hostages laugh too. Because come on, life is funny. Beautiful quote by Jack Candy in his deep thought of the day today. Um, Yesterday with our final Jeopardy, our first one that we did, it was a bit of a disaster, I have to say. Because... Um, I kind of left you silent for a long time so that you could think of the answer because I forgot to check the answer before the episode. That was disastrous. Very awkward silence where you just kind of heard me listening for the answer and the answer was Andorra to being the highest capital city in Europe at an elevation of 3,330 meters. But I figured this out today. I'm just going to let it play after he says it. This only has one contestant competing in the final Jeopardy, so it should be pretty easy. Let's take a listen, Alex Trebek. The final Jeopardy category is vocabulary. Players? Oh, sorry. Player. Tom, you're all by yourself. You're going to have to deal with this clue. Let's take a look. Pronounced one way, this seven-letter word can mean unjustified. Pronounced another, it's someone sickly. 30 seconds for you. Good luck, Tom. You figure you got it right? I think so. You do. We'll see. Now, if you had risked everything and got it right, you would have $58,400, right? But you didn't risk everything. No. But you think you got it right. Let's take a look. You wrote down what is invalid or invalid. You are correct. Let's see what you risk. $1,200. All right, that takes you up to $30,400 and a very, very impressive two-day total 58,400. Way to go. You get to play again, you know. 
We're going to have fun with Tom tomorrow. Join us then. So long, everybody. That was our final Jeopardy of the day. Of the day, in case you didn't hear the answer, was invalid or invalid. So now we are going to move on to a topic. Um, Dante Wright. He was a man shot in Minnesota, or was it Dwayne White? I've seen Dwayne Wright. I've seen two different names. Said today, I mean, this article I'm reading says Dwayne Wright. This one says Dante. I don't know what to believe, so I'm just going to call him Wright. Okay. So, Wright was shot yesterday in an intersection in Brooklyn Center, which is essentially a suburb or metropolitan area of Minneapolis, the same Minnesota city where George Floyd was uh, killed by a cop, and that was Derek Chauvin. Um, well, he was allegedly killed by a cop. The trials are ongoing for Derek Chauvin right now in Minnesota. Um, but this happened yesterday. Um, Wright was resisting arrest from a cop, and when he was running, fleeing, running away from the crime scene, a cop thought he was firing a taser, but he did. He instead of reaching for a taser, he apparently accidentally reached for a firearm and shot right to death. So that was an unfortunate event, and that has sparked some protests in Minneapolis, protests that people in Minneapolis have seen before and not been impressed with. Um, there have been many police officers out of Minneapolis with riot shields, and... Um, they have been taking on a lot of protesters and rioters. Um, there have been some Antifa members identified in this crowd. And it has sparked something we've seen very familiarly in Minneapolis. And that was last year, Victoria Day weekend. Well, in the U.S. it was Memorial Day weekend. For us, it was Victoria Day weekend. Um, but yeah, so some unfortunate events there. Although... Is it worth looting stores and rioting on the streets? Not really. But anyway. In response to this, the Minnesota Twins of the MLB, the Minnesota Timberwolves of the NBA, and the Minnesota Wild of the NHL have all postponed their games tonight. The Twins are supposed to have the opener to a four-game series that continues until Thursday and was supposed to start tonight against the Boston Red Sox. In Minnesota, that was postponed. The date is to be determined. The Minnesota Timberwolves postponed tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. Quote, in light of the tragic events in the Minneapolis area. And that was agreed to with the NBA. And finally, the NHL's Minnesota Wild were supposed to host the St. Louis Blues tonight. And that was postponed, quote, out of respect for the community and quote said their whoever made the announcement um that game was rescheduled for May 12th the other two games have not been rescheduled to a specific date yet although they will be eventually um the Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Wild will play their next scheduled games the Minnesota Twins there it is unsure whether they will play tomorrow's game 
or Wednesday or Thursday's games for that matter against the Boston Red Sox in Minneapolis at Target Field. Um, so, staying on the sports trail here, right now in the NHL, there are a few games happening. We're late in the third period. The Montreal Canadiens lead the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2. The Ottawa Senators lead the Winnipeg Jets 3-2. The Chicago Blackhawks lead the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2. And with 12.50 to go in the third, the Detroit Red Wings lead the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0. Arizona at Colorado just started. Vegas and Los Angeles play at 10 and Anaheim and San Jose play at 10.30. That's all Eastern time. Um, so you can keep an eye on those scores yourselves if you would like to. Well, by the time you're listening to this, you'll know the final scores. So we started with Julian Edelman's retirement announcement. We're going to go back to some NFL news here. Um, I'm doing really good today. I think we're actually going to be able to shorten this episode like we've wanted to so far. Um, so, there was an NFL mock draft written by PFF.com today. Um, their prediction was that the New England Patriots would trade up to get Mac Jones in the draft. So, what they projected was, first overall, Jacksonville would take Trevor Lawrence. Second overall, the New York Jets would take Zach Wilson. Those are pretty much guarantees. Third overall, they said San Fran would take Justin Fields, although... Some people think that San Fran will be taking Mac Jones. So if they were to take Mac Jones and New England was trading up, would they make the trade to get the third overall pick? Because they'd have to give up quite a bit to get that pick. Um, At fourth, the Atlanta Falcons would take Kyle Pitts. Um, In our episode on, what was it, I believe, Thursday, we made our first episode Landon Lewis gave us his thoughts on Atlanta taking a tight end instead of a quarterback with Matt Ryan getting into his old age and his final days in the NFL. Um, Because according to this mock draft, Mac Jones and Trey Lance would both be available. Trey Lance being the quarterback from North Dakota State. Um, Fifth, Cincinnati would be projected to take Jamar Chase, receiver from LSU. And... The Patriots wouldn't have to trade up until the 11th spot where they would get the pick from the New York Giants to get Mac Jones. And that's what this thing that's what this site thinks. So um keep a lookout for that one. Something funny I heard today. In an upcoming movie on Netflix, um It will be a movie that will follow Sean Payton, the coach of the New York Saints. It will follow Sean Payton's time coaching his son's sixth grade football team during his suspension. During the suspension of the NFL. Um, I'm not even sure what that's referring to when it says that. I'm just reading an article on NFL on CBS website. Um, But yeah, Kevin James is set to portray Sean Payton in that movie. And he would be the star of that movie. Um, okay, so yes, the movie is called Bounty Gate, and it will be about the New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton's 2012 suspension by the NFL for the Bounty Gate scandal surrounding his teams. That's what I thought. It meant by suspension, but I wasn't sure if it meant a COVID suspension or what. 
Yeah, so Kevin James portraying an NFL coach. Sean Payton, too. I don't really see any resemblance. I haven't looked at those two side by side, but whatever. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are set to reunite Joe Burrow with his former college teammate Thaddeus Moss. And you hear that last name, Moss. You are right. He is the son of Hall of Famer Randy Moss. Um, but yeah, they have signed Thaddeus Moss to an to an NFL contract. So keep an eye on that. Um, that's all I have in my notes. So now this is freestyle for me. Um, today I was watching Sportsnet Trade Center, and boy, oh boy, I mean, they have some time to fill when there aren't trades, but it was difficult to watch, and TSM was worse. I mean, they're talking about Colby Armstrong's cereal box from 1995. They were talking about Cassie Campbell being on a cereal box, and she told a story about not having pants to wear when she went when she dr- drove to Detroit to do the photo shoot for that cereal box, like... Do I look like I care about this story? No. I don't want to know that a girl forgot hockey pants to shoot a cereal box when she ended up just getting a pair of hockey pants from another guy there. She told a five-minute story and it ended with, so I borrowed a pair of hockey pants from another guy there. Like, of course you did. That's just what you do. We we weren't held in suspense. We kind of knew that was coming. But, I mean, it was just like... I don't know, nobody wanted to hear that, and nobody, like, there was just so much irrelevant talk on that show, but they did have a lot of guests on, they had Nick Foligno on there earlier today discussing his trade to the Toronto Maple Leafs, they had Taylor Hall on there, you heard part of what he said while he was on there, they had Jim Rutherford on there twice, he was the former general manager, he won a Stanley Cup with the Hartford Whalers and Carolina Hurricanes organization, and he won two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He resigned from the Penguins due to, quote, personal reasons earlier this season. He was succeeded by Brian Burke as the president of hockey operations and Ron Hextall as the general manager. Um, Brian Burke earlier today was also on Trade Center on Sportsnet to discuss what he was doing while in Pittsburgh um, Ken Holland, GM of the Edmonton Oilers, is on there after the deadline. So is Brad Trilliving, um, GM of the Calgary Flames, after they traded Sam Bennett. And um, he, um, the GM put it well, too. He said, if Sam Bennett didn't want to be in a pristine franchise like Calgary, a franchise that has lots of history, then we don't have to suck up to him. He can go. As he pleases, we thought he was happier. They thought he was happier with Daryl Sutter as the coach. Apparently, he wasn't. Um, but yeah, so he called Calgary a pristine franchise. Meh. I mean, they're they're good. They're good. But at the same time, you know, it's not like Montreal or the Rangers or Chicago or Pittsburgh or Los Angeles or a franchise like that. I mean, it's. Calgary. <laughs> There's going to be some players who don't want to be in Calgary. Although, they do have a lot of players who do want to be there, obviously. Mark Giordano has spent um, a lot of his career there. I think he's spent his whole career. Um, Johnny Goudreau has been there his whole career. They've had a lot of guys there the whole careers. Noah Hannafin was happy to go there. Dougie Hamilton didn't like it there a couple years ago. They got rid of him, although 
He's been a big grouch on every team he's played for, apparently. Um, from what I've heard, he hasn't been bad in Carolina because when he was traded there, everybody was hearing that nobody really liked him in the dressing room. P.K. Subban was the same, and that's why he's on a, some failure of a team in New Jersey. And he's not on a good team because good teams don't want to have bad chemistry in the locker room. Jersey just essentially doesn't care. Um, so I didn't really enjoy watching Trade Center because they had a lot of nonsense on there. And TSN was worse. They kept making these mixes. It was, they had Bob McDuffie. It was a mix of Bob McKenzie and James Duffie. Like, who cares? They had a mix of Jamie McClellan and Craig Button. Who cares? Like, honestly, laugh at it. It might be funny in the moment, but like... You can talk hockey. I mean, just because you have time to fill doesn't mean you suddenly run out of hockey talk. You could talk hockey. Like, please stop with this nonsense. It's When you're making a hockey show, you talk hockey. That's how it works. When you're called NHL Trade Center, you don't talk about cereal or combining two people to, so that people can laugh. You talk about the NHL trade deadline. So yeah, that is going to do it for us today. Once again, we have no sponsor, and we do apologize for our apocalypse incident because that seems to be the reason. Um, a lot of companies are mad over that. Scamproof.gov, we would like to thank you for your courage of coming on here. Nobody liked your ad, and now everybody's pissed off that we have no sponsors. So I'm really working at getting sponsors, and also I'm working at getting guests on the show. Um... But yeah, so that's going to do it for us here today. Some words from Frank Sinatra, shall we? Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes So that's going to do it for our fourth episode of the Dylan Farley podcast. We thank you guys for listening. If you want to be on the show, we can arrange something. You can tweet me at the Dylan F Podcast. You can message me on Instagram at the Dylan F Podcast. Or you can email me, the Dylan Farley Podcast at, at Outlook.com. And um, we can arrange something to be on the show. I have already seen interest interest from multiple people. But if you would like to officially arrange something, you can get a hold of me via those sources. So thanks for listening. As I've said every episode, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um and Google Podcasts, or you can listen to us on Breaker, Radio Public, or TuneIn Radio if you are as irrelevant as those sites. Actually, we're also on a site called Overcast now, and you can also hear us on Anchor, which is the host platform I use to film these episodes, so apparently people have been listening on there, so that means we have audience of people that I don't quite know. So that means we're kind of getting out there, but not really, because my estimated audience is only 26. But thanks for listening, guys. Um, 
We'll only get bigger as it goes on, right? People aren't gonna stop listening unless I'm that bad, which I'm not. I'm amazing. You all love me. But you love Frank Sinatra more, so we're gonna go. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you turn on notifications on whatever streaming platform you're using and come back as soon as you can. Make sure you're constantly checking if your uh, notifications for some reason don't work. It's time for Frank Sinatra. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. This little town blues. up to you, New York.